2: This Hey, and Middlecoff segment is brought to you by Ease.com and EaseWellness.com, promo code HAM. That's right, guy. And MyBookie.ag, promo code HAM1. MyBookie.ag, promo code HAM1. And it's brought to you by SeatGeek. Download the SeatGeek app and use the promo code HAM for $10 off your first purchase. Also, BoxOfAwesome.com, promo code HAM. Now to the segment. Niners are big favorites against the Steelers. Well, we got to talk about D. Ford and Bosa and Jimmy G, all that. But weird position for the Niners to be in. Uh, granted, they've won two road games. John, is it that crazy that they that they're favored against the Steelers minus Ben at home? Uh,
0: uh um, I, I think it's a little nuts, but I do get. I mean, Vegas naturally just gives you know the team with the backup quarterback who's never played puts him at a huge disadvantage in terms of a line. But I'll say this, just watching Mason Rudolph in the game against Seattle when he came in up the pine, he was 12-19 and for over 100 yards, he threw two touchdowns, and he just was serviceable. The Pittsburgh Steelers have a weird team. You know, obviously Juju. You know who their second-best wide receiver is? Vance fucking McDonald, who is just pretty good. Like, Balky's like, you guys thought I was an idiot. I told you. Mike Ditka. Johnny Holt. What are Vance's numbers this year? I mean, he had two touchdowns the other night. Vance Joseph,
2: or excuse me, Vance McDonald. God you, Vance Joseph's just on your mind all the time.
0: He has eleven right. targets, nine catches, seventy-eight yards, and multiple touch uh Yeah. He
2: yeah, he's been two two had, catches for no touchdowns against New England, but okay. But that in was, fairness, no unfair. they lost thirty to three. Yeah, Vance so just like that.
0: Game around. I'm okay. just saying he, he's a legitimate weapon. Yeah. Juju's good. James Connor's banged up, but he claimed he's playing. You know who their deep threat is on the Steelers? Johnny Holton is their deep threat. So their their team's a little weird. You know, it's not... Someone DM'd me the other day, and like, do you like this comp, Middlecoff? And they said that Big Ben, Bell, and AB are the OKC Thunder of the NFL. Like, what should have been? What could have been?
2: I'm
0: like, well... I started thinking, well, Kevin has a couple rings. I'm like, well, so does Ben. So... (laughs) But
2: you should have won with those two guys at least one. But Kevin rings down. came later in a different place. Bent it doesn't parallel each other. Yeah,
0: but you know it. It does. Like it's gonna feel like they had like a three year run where all three guys were humming. That it's one of the great tandems. I mean, it's just look how good those guys are individually, especially the two—the wide receiver and the and the running back. They're not really like that. They're much more of a normal team to me. The question I have, guys, defense. Like, how do the Niners? Steelers were second in the league, or excuse me, tied last year in the for league leading sacks. Like they rushed the shit out of the passer. I think TJ Watt's better at JJ right now. They got Stephon Tuitt, the dude from Notre Dame, who's been on the yeah. team for a couple years, who's pretty good. Uh, the dude they they traded up to draft uh, Harbaugh's guy Bush, who makes plays. Now they got Minka Fitzpatrick. Like their defense, Joe Hayden's not great, but I mean he's a functional corner. It's not like the Niners are rolling out Julio. I, I just. How do they stop the pass rush? And I think the answer is you just have to run it. I, I think the game plan has to be very similar to Cincy. You just run it down their throat, control the clock, and you got to run it on them. Because the, the Seattle did a little bit. With, I mean, Chris Carson's a really good player, but I don't know. I th- This game to me, trap game, like the Niners don't play. You, you, you're you not the San Francisco 49ers in 2019. You don't get to play in trap games. Like that's something the Chiefs play in trap games. New England. I plays just in
2: trap and I don't, games. if you play in the NFL, how could you look across the field at the Pittsburgh Steelers and convince your, and not convince well, yourself that's a big be, game? Because
0: the only thing is like they're star quarterbacks out. Like that's how I well, guess I in know, theory. I know.
2: I'm just saying, like you step on the field against USC when they're five and seven or five and six, like you're still stepping on you I just think if you're a player, like let's I know that like that's that's when when those guys are on the field it matters. Like well, when these I guys are on this, the field it matters. From a gambling standpoint I'm probably not going to touch
0: this game, but I would not. It's six and a half. I wouldn't feel confident the Niners are just going to win a game by six and a half points against a very functional organization who you could say that the Steelers got more on the line right now, right? You start 0-3, you're in big trouble. Because they're already win or lose for the Ravens if the Steelers do lose. They're behind the Ravens two games. So they're like... That's kind of a sneaky big swing for them. It's hard to make up two games in the NFL, especially if you split with the Ravens. Because if you just split with them, you don't gain or lose a game. So if you're them, I'd have to look on the schedule. But of all the teams that I think we thought was going to be really good, now it changed once Big Ben has Tommy John. There can't be a more must-win situation for the Steelers just to keep their life a lot, you know, just head above water. You start 0-3. You know, we've seen the stats a million times. Like, I got news for you. Last year, the Indianapolis Colts started zero and five and make the playoffs. That's a that's an all time outlier situation.
2: I mean, you're counting the Jags out already, right? They could be zero three, but you.
0: But I but I'd say their division is might be a little shittier. Like, the, to me, the Ravens are probably a lock to win ten games at this rate. And I I don't feel totally confident about that because we got to see Lamar play against good teams. But I like I, I got to give tip my hat to Lamar and the Ravens are just good. I just... Like the, the Broncos. You, you just start 0-3. You're just more than likely you're going to be 6-10, and 7-9 at right. best. Right. Especially because... Here's the other kicker for the Steelers. They're playing with their backup quarterback. So th- there's a chance that that swings you a couple games. Even if Mason's solid. Like, part of being a good team winning 10 and 11 games means you're making big plays in the fourth quarter. Like, that's just... It's hard. I mean, it's hard for Ben to do. It's hard for Rodgers to do, let alone Mason Rudolph, who's probably swimming a little bit right now. Right. That's just a lot. It's, it's why I always struggle to judge, like, good or bad, a guy off the pine. I give you more credit if you look functional. Like, you just come in mid-game because your quarterback breaks his arm like Tommy Fault. John. Yeah, it's just, like, okay, that is a tough situation. Luke is even a different situation because they were already fucked. Like, when you're the third string guy and you're up behind the second, I don't even judge you. I'm saying I I thought he looked really good. I thought he he looked better than Simeon, but he's probably a better player than Simeon. But I'm saying, like, when you're like Teddy Bridgewater, for example, I thought it looked pretty terrible. But I I, I can't put much stock into it because Teddy has to think, I'm never going to play a snap. I know you're like, you got to be a pro. You always got to be ready. Where you're like, yeah, Drew Brees doesn't miss games. So, why, you know, I'm ready, but kind of
2: ready. Plus, Drew's over there sending you weird vibes.
0: Exactly. Dude, why is this guy looking at me so funny? Why, why is this guy getting an MRI? Why is he staring at me? <laughs> you know. Why is he flexing and won't talk? Sean Payton's like, get the fuck out of here. Um, uh, I, I I I'll be honest. So I don't feel I don't feel great for the Niners this week. It feels like a game where
2: the Steelers, like an organizational type game. So you're with me. Uh, you rewatched the Niner game and thought, again, what you thought after we talked about it, Immediate Reaction Sunday, Jimmy Garoppolo was fine. I've seen a lot of Jimmy is back stuff, and I haven't understood it. This week on Twitter, I thought he was fine, but uh, 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 he was fine. It's not back to being a guy where I mean, let's just give it – and I'm giving him time. This is crazy that I'm now on the bad guy, but he was fine. Let's just let's, – let's watch it play out here. I someone text- tweeted at us I- – Oh, go ahead.
0: Well, I got a text like, God, Haberman's down on Jimmy. No, you did not. I swore to God. Scotty Raber. <laughs> and I said, well, after rewatching it, in the first half, Jimmy didn't have to do that much. He, he He's like, he threw two touchdowns. I'm not saying Scott said that, but I'm just saying people would say that. Come well, on, Scotty. Well, one was a throwback to a wide receiver. Like you said before the pod, he did underthrow. But to me, that is an underthrowable ball because you cannot incomplete it. You don't... You'd like to score a touchdown on that play, but under no circumstances can you overthrow that ball, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. You agree with that? Yes. The other touchdown, do you know what it came on? A fucking screen to Mozart, yeah. I which know. I I'm gonna call we're gonna call Mozart on this show. And if you watch that screen, there are about three Bengals all looking at him after he gets about 15 steps going, and they're like, "Should we tackle this guy? Should we not?" And Mozart's like, "I'm just gonna keep running, you dumb fucks," and he just ran right through him and walked <laughs> into the end zone. And, and, again, most of the first half, they were just running the ball down their throat. You're right.
2: Jimmy was not picking them apart. That wasn't the Jimmy, game. Look, the game was a Shanahan game, and the game was Jimmy was solid. But I just don't understand how you can watch that game and pretend like he didn't go false start interception on back-to-back plays. And I'm not even trying to kill him for it. I'm just saying... We just try to be really fair. We are two people who have been all. We were. I was all in on paying Jimmy. I I was all in on Jimmy has a release like Tom Brady. Like I'm I'm in on Jimmy. I'm I'm all in on. I don't want to see Nick Mullins. Like Jimmy deserves to just play the whole season. All that kind of stuff. But I just I'm gonna I'm watching every game going. Where are the plays he's making? And I, I used it on the last pod and I'll use it again. Tell me the plays that are above replacement level. Right to use like the base. Where are the above replacement level plays? Like you watch a Wentz or a
0: Mahomes play, you go, "That's an elite play." Right? You just watch an individual play when they're humming, you're like, "Whoa!" And I would say Jimmy has not really done that through the first two weeks. Doesn't that's all, mean that's he won't. all I'm saying. I, I heard Scottie, another stat guy. Kind of, I'll got an interesting stat for you. I don't know if it's first in the league, but I know it's really high up there. It might. He might have been through two weeks. It kind of feels like Tom Brady, but again, you have to fact check me on this. He's been hit the least amount of times in the NFL through two weeks. It's a total of three times. And I don't mean sack, I mean touched. Good. So that could change because Joe Staley has a shattered fibula, well, a hairline fracture, not a compound, hairline. Uh, It might not even be shattered. It could just be a slight break, but he's out. And they have a four-string offensive tackle starting against a team that, again, tied for the league lead in sacks last year.
2: By the way, you wrote about this in The Athletic on Wednesday, you want to give us a quick breakdown? Well, I just... You talk to you people know this, around the league. Yeah,
0: everyone had him right where the Niners took him. Sixth, seventh undrafted free agent. He's six foot seven. He's 320 pounds. He's a three-year starter at Vanderbilt. And the one thing you talk with those guys, well, you know, he's playing the biggest games in the country, right? He's playing at Alabama. He's playing at Florida. He's playing at Georgia. He's playing at LSU. Like, he's playing these guys. He starts against them. And he's big, tough, smart as shit. Uh, the problem is he just... He's a 6th, 7th rounder for a reason. He's not super athletic. He's not super powerful. He doesn't do anything great. So he's going to have to hang his hat on just being a tough SOB, which he is. Like, you know, classic scout line. He's got A-plus toughness. You know, he just, he's not on the ground that often. He'll go to war for you. I'm like, well, what's his negatives? Well, he's just not really that good at anything. <laughs> you know, there's just, there's a reason he went in the 6th round. Like, even the Niners would tell you, and I, this is one thing I wrote. In the NFL, you see a lot of un- like late round picks and undrafted free agents start right at running back, even sometimes at like a wide receiver, defensive tackle. You'll see like a six round center or guard, uh, maybe a, the occasional like slot corner, maybe a linebacker. You, it's very rare on a good team. Oh yeah, our left tackle starting a rookie seventh rounder, right? <laughs> I would say I thought about it yesterday consistently the greatest drop off in sports is definitely your quarterback there's probably nothing like a quarterback right starting quarterback to your backup is typically the biggest of any position in any sport just it's you could argue that the drop off between like a good starting left tackle and just the guy that typically replaces him tends to be
2: pretty massive right yeah it's typically a problem for teams yeah i well, i was just trying to think like it's not like this. I would say like your starting catcher to your backup catcher. Not on the Giants though. It's generally a big drop off. Well, it's better. Um, but yeah. You're like no, that's Kevin a good Durant call.
0: to the next guy. I mean, obviously the NBA players, but I'd argue the NBA stars are the quarterbacks. Like that's just their parallel. So if you're a top ten NBA player and you go out and then your replacement comes in, that you're just an NFL player. You're an NFL quarterback. Now. The scary thing is, is you're playing a game. And again, the, the one thing, I remember Phil Savage told me this. He's like, I remember the first time when I started working in the NFL, even in like Baltimore, he's like, we'd have guys that would be so nervous before kickoff, especially in the preseason, like our first round pick. And I'd look at him, I'd be like, you're from LSU. You've been a three-year starter. This game doesn't hold a candle to 15 of the games you've played it in your life. Doesn't hold a candle. And you could argue, now, you're playing your first NFL game. I was thinking when I was writing the piece how cool it's got to be for this guy's family. Like his mom, dad, grandpa, brothers, cousins. Like, this has got to be a sweet moment. The guy is starting an NFL game. He went from starter in the SEC to like, you know, I think I might get drafted. Then he gets drafted. But it's like, hey, mom, dad, I'm a six-round pick. I'm going to have to fucking work my ass off to make the team, right? I would imagine when his agent's telling him and Kyle's telling him, you got to work hard, John Lynch. If you, if you put on good tape, you got a chance to make this team. That's the message in, like, May. And you get a training camp, pads come on, like, hey, Justin Skoll, you're going to make the team, but you got to work for it. Then he makes the team, which is an enormous accomplishment, right? Just on the accomplishments of anyone in sports history, uh, just a, on a pretty basic level of, like, I made an NFL roster as a rookie. Like, that's, and I wasn't a high pick. That's incredible. Then two weeks later, he's a starting left tackle. That's pretty crazy. That's that is pretty, yeah. And then your first start, well, it's like, oh, we're playing the Jets or something. No, you're playing the team that arguably has one of the best pass rushes in the NFL. You're like, oh, shit. Because I was thinking about him yesterday, well, or the last couple days. Like, once you, your nerves start going, you're like, I, this is going to be a test. Now, I've played in probably maybe louder environments at Tuscaloosa or at Baton Rouge or some of these games. But the the pressure I'm putting on myself, this might be as big of a start as since I maybe became a first-time starter in the SEC, right? Well,
2: then this is another Kyle game, right? Like, can you figure out, is Kittle there? How do you help this guy protect Jimmy? The problem with, I mean, you could just have Kittle stay there the whole
0: time, which yeah. it would probably, it would neutralize who's ever rushing there. It would help. I mean, Kittle might be a better blocker than this guy. But who would you say is your biggest threat
2: on offense is that guy. Yeah. Well, once you know, my favorite play, maybe one of my favorite plays in football, is the tight end pretends the block falls down, gets up, runs down the middle of the field untouched. Usually crosses the formation like from right to left. is usually how that goes. Blocks, falls down right side of the formation, runs across the field, is wide open down the left hash. See, that's my that favorite.
0: Play. That's my favorite like goal line play action play where he goes like this. Jason
2: Witten does it, but he's so slow. He, the guy figures it out like five seconds too late, and he still almost catches him. To me, it's not goal line; it's like at the twenty-five. It's like at the twenty twenty-five because it's usually a big play. Yeah, you're right. Though it does happen on the goal line too. And not, the goal line, you don't necessarily fall
0: down, and you don't have the time, but you do like the fake. I'm gonna I'm gonna slam you, but I, yeah. I barely even touch it, and then I <laughs> turn and run. But the play's always screwed when the quarterback, like in the fall down play, he's kind of behind the line of scrimmage and he's looking. That if you're not there, he can just scramble around and throw it away. In the goal line, there's usually a guy blitzing or something. It can get fucked up fast if that guy's covered. Like, the play's over if the guy's covered. But, yeah, I mean, it's... I thought it was the Kyle's best game as a 49er coach. Sunday against the Bengals. And the problem with that is, well, it was Sunday against the Bengals, right? We know he can call plays. It just gets harder the better players you're yeah. playing against.
2: Yeah. Well, to recap, I like. I still like Jimmy. I like him fine. I haven't really changed my opinion on him. I think we both took a step back after the preseason and just said, let's just let's watch this play out. Then the Mike Silver report about, hey, you know, they like Nick Mullins. So all I'm saying is like th- this was not the week he proved anything.
0: What do you think about? Because I, I think there's two angles to the Steelers trading for Minkah Fitzpatrick, which was kind of eye-opening, I think, to most. Like, wow, the Steelers did that after Ben goes down? And I, I – I'm on both sides. I I do think it's a little reckless because the risk of just being a shitty season with your starting quarterback out can have huge implications if you end up drafting like six overall because you just traded for a guy that was drafted twelfth overall who's already you know by the time you get that draft pick that you don't have anymore is two years into his five year contract. But you like the guy. I'm sure this. I, I would imagine the Steelers would tell you listen, guys, we weren't drafting anywhere near the top 10. We had this guy as the fifth best player in that draft or something. That's probably why they feel
2: comfortable. And I do admire that they just go, we're not losers. We don't think like that. That See, now that's the part I like the most is that. I do wonder, though, like – you Because that your... is how they think, right? That's how right. they justify it. Do you guys love your quarterback? Well, yeah. Someone, people kept tweeting
0: at me and texting me that they had talked a couple years ago when they drafted him that they had a first-round grade on him because the year before they had drafted Joshua Dobb like they weren't in the quarterback market he just fell to the third round and I'd be like well guys you fell to the third round for a reason most people didn't have first round grades on him if they remember we watched him at the senior bowl he's like a really good looking guy and he's impressive in the interview you just go from that system you know there's only really been one quarterback and he was 30 years old and he was a failure but but in fairness to Mason Rudolph like he was not a first round pick like he was a third round pick right so he's he already I, came in I mean, at...
2: All I'm saying is if they really like him, then you can part with your first-round pick. But you might need that pick if you don't really like him for a quarterback next if year. You had to,
0: if you had to guess, as we sit here on September 18th, what the Pittsburgh Steelers' record is at the end of the season, what would you guess?
2: Uh, What are they right now? 0-2? Oh,
1: yeah.
0: <sighs> I, mean, I think they, they do have a stretch in like two weeks.
2: Where they play like six or ten games straight at home. Like to they, me, if, it, if they can, if they somehow get the seven wins, I would say, like Mike Tomlin should get a contract extension.
0: I'd be pretty impressed because it does feel it's more likely that they end up five and eleven than nine and seven, right?
2: Yeah, because John, actually, that's crazy because seven wins means there are five hundred teams the rest of the way. You're saying that they would go? How many games I got left? Well, they're six, they're 0 and two, so they have to they'd go be, seven and they'd seven. Be seven
0: and seven, yeah.
2: So it's really even six and ten feels like that'd be pretty impressive. Because
0: if you're seven and seven, you start telling yourself Mason Rudolph might be our long term answer, right?
2: right? And then you go, yeah, that's why we got Minka. And you're right. At the end of the day, like I don't. If the they go seven and seven, is...
0: Minka Fitzpatrick was
2: worth it. Well, they they operated like teams that are that are like competing for the Super Bowl every year. Like we don't need our first because it's not gonna it's not gonna be in the top. Well, 25. you know the t- do
0: you know that it came down to three teams? I heard Seattle, Kansas City, and them.
2: Like you would argue, why and after Ben goes down, why are they involved? And you're like. What's that? Like, why would the Steelers be in that? Oh mix? yeah, well, it's like it's one of those things. Like, one of you guys is not like the other, and the Steelers, like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Talk to them. Huh? <laughs> Which and, one and of them? Kansas City. One of you won a Super Bowl. That's what they would say. And that's why I think their
0: fucking fans walk. That's one. It's why every time that they come anywhere, they tend to have the most fans in the building. Like they're a big boy for a reason, and that's how they think. That's how they <laughs> operate.
2: And look, time will tell. If if eight years from now we're looking back and the Steelers are still looking for Ben Roethlisberger's replacement, then remember,
0: remember the legendary McCarthy quote a couple years ago when they're like, you know, can you take any positives about being eight and eight? And he was pissed off. This was before we yeah. knew that he was going to get fired the next year. He said, no. He said, we're the Green Bay freaking Packers. And you know, like I, I'm sorry, like Raider fan, you're getting mad. Like Raider fan, uh, fan can't talk like that anymore. You know, it's just there's only a select teams <laughs> that can really kind of carry themselves. Like no, right. Is, uh, is Minka playing this week? Did I see that he is? Yeah, 100%. I would yeah. imagine he's playing.
1: Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for 4 dollars each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone.